My name is Richard Daniels. 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 And I am the archivist for the Occultaria of Albion. The Occultaria of Albion is a publication dedicated to exploring some of the strangest and most bizarre locations across the country, where hauntings, curses, cryptids and more have all been reported. I am now custodian of its archive and am gradually exploring many of the lost files in order to re-release them. You can find the case files which are now available at occultariaofalbion.com The Occultaria of Albion can also be found on YouTube and as a podcast. Go deeper and join the fan club for exclusive content. Go to patreon.com forward slash occultaria. Remain vigilant and remember the wolves of weird are loose. Cults. How many are out there? Groups with an interest in strange philosophies of spirituality and self-improvement, where your place in this entire cosmological reality can be explained, often by a charismatic leader that will convince you that your old life and old way of thinking was flawed and inferior. I'm not talking of the people that rave about the benefits of intermittent breathing or cauliflower yoga. I'm talking about the likes of David Koresh and the Branch Davidians, Jim Jones and the People's Temple, Walter Chambers and the Church of Solanum Tuberosum, and of course, Charles Manson and his family. These are some of the most notorious and diabolic cults of the last 50 years. And in this episode of the audio files, we'll explore what it is like for one individual to escape a similar but less well-known and understood cult, the Temple of Zubix. If you haven't heard of the Temple of Zubix, then that is because, for the most part, they don't want people to have heard of them. All cults are, by definition, comprised of a limited number of adherents, and the Temple of Zubix is no different. But as well as this, for many years there were thought to have been a New Age movement which had simply withered away and died. It was begun around 1910, grew, developed, transplanted itself to the United States, reached a zenith in the 1950s, and then went into a decline. Most scholars agreed that by the late 1990s, it was finished. In the world of modern spiritual movements, to use a Darwinian term, it had become extinct. This was not the case. Zubix lives on. Mind control, Mind control or whatever, whatever, whatever. An individual, whom we're going to call Diana, though it's not her real name, contacted the Occultary of Albion office by way of a letter. Diana explained how she had recently managed to escape from the Temple of Zubix. Here is a portion of the letter she sent. And, to make it sound authentic, I've asked Shirley, who cleans the office once a week, to read it out. You want me to start here? Yeah? Yeah. Right. I became involved with the temple around eight years ago, after my husband said I should find myself a hobby. I began attending a poetry group. I'd go along to the village hall once a week, there were about a dozen of us, and we'd listen to each other's verses. It was often very moving, hearing other people's poems of failed relationships or the disappointments of local government policy. I felt like a phoenix rising up with a greater emotional awareness. I think my husband just meant for me to join Aquasize. I suppose with the poetry I'd opened myself up. It made me vulnerable. After about six months, I was approached by a member of the group called Martin. 
He suggested I take a test, a sort of spiritual awareness thing. I did it and the results said I was a very spiritual person. The test had been created by a group called the Temple of Zubix. Zubix. Temple of Zubix. I found myself attending some of their meetings. Poetry was Tuesdays and Zubix was Thursdays. And they always had much nicer biscuits and their tea was lovely. That was how it all started. Eventually, I left my husband. I left everything connected with my old life, even the poetry. For six years, I was a child of Zubix. Two weeks ago, I managed to break free. I've read your case file series and I've listened to your podcasts. I want to tell you everything, what they did to me and to others and how I managed to escape. I know it's dangerous, but I have to speak out. Is that it? Yeah, that's yeah. it. Right. Do you want your curtains over in this week, Richard? Yeah, thanks. Diana had written more, but was reticent to provide all the details of her experience through a letter. She felt it could easily have been intercepted by members of the cult. The conclusion was that I should meet her at a specific location at a specific time, where she would then reveal everything about her experience. I was to indicate whether I would agree to this by placing an advert in the local newspaper. A small ad which read, Mower for sale. No blades, no engine, £100. I was also to leave a contact number. The idea being that no one would be interested in buying a mower that didn't work and cost £100. Diana would then have a number she could contact me on if necessary. I decided to go for it and ran the advert. The newspaper came out on Wednesday and we were due to meet on Friday. All was normal. Then, on the Friday morning, I was subjected to a series of abusive phone calls, some of which I recorded. You peasant's pisspot. You hagface. Knob jockey. If you were Satan, I wouldn't sacrifice a paper cut for you. Do you hear me, you khaki fingered shit witch? You cabbage faced beggar Ramsey. We're going to fuck you up. We're going to shit into your mouth while you're sleeping. I've got photos of your mum. I mean, I've got photos of your mum and she's in the bath. I'm going to shit in a sock and put it through your letterbox. You need to watch your back. We're on to you. This went on for several hours. Being the archivist for the Ocuteria of Albion, I'd received abusive phone calls before, of course, but nothing like this. I realised this was somebody from inside the Temple of Zubix trying to prevent me from speaking with Diana. They were after her and they were trying to intimidate me. Friday night came. I went to the location of our rendezvous. But Diana never showed up. The following morning there was a sock containing faeces pushed through my letterbox. I decided I should find out a little more information about this cult, whilst waiting and hoping that Diana would make contact again. The Zubix way is the only way to live your life today. The Zubix way. The Zubix way. The only way. A journey always begins with the first step. Step, step.
turn the cassette over now and turn to page 14 in your booklet. That was from a promotional audio cassette for the Temple of Zubix, produced some time in the 1980s. I found it in an obscure corner of the internet dedicated to cataloguing all kinds of distance learning and sleep learning recordings. Many believe this was a form of brainwashing which the cult was happy to utilise to convert people to their philosophy. The 80s saw Zubix reach the height of its power with chapters in California and Texas in the United States and Berlin, Paris and London in Europe. The Temple of Zubix had begun in 1910 when a man named Roland Loveday claimed to have been contacted by priests from a planet beyond our solar system, a planet called Zubix. These priests revealed certain truths about the spiritual destiny of mankind. Out of these truths, Loveday formed his religion, centred around spiritual awakening and certain rituals designed to open our minds and spirits so that we may be able to receive this knowledge. In 1990, they were ready to celebrate their 80th anniversary, but then Zubix seemed to disappear. I reached out and contacted Dr Harold Goodwin, Professor of New Age Theology at Linsedg University. Unfortunately, Dr Goodwin was at a conference in Watford. I left a long message and asked him to contact me as soon as he was able to. On Sunday morning, when I got out of the shower, I had this message waiting for me on my answer phone. Ah, yes, it's Dr Goodwin. Just returning your call regarding your Zubix inquiry. I'm at a conference in Watford, you see, but I can speak to you at much greater length once I'm back on campus. But Zubix is a very interesting case. In answer to your initial question, there was a falling out between the elders of the church in 1990. One of the American leaders, a fellow by the name of Orville Shelley, claimed that beings from the planet Zubix came to him in a dream and told him he was the chosen one who should lead the religion and take the Zubix philosophy into its next cycle to help mankind have its awakening. Of course, there weren't many who went along with him and the church tore itself apart with petty jealousies. Shelley soon found himself in an automobile accident <laughs> and that was the end of him. Anyway, long story short, Leonora Loveday, the founder's granddaughter, started at the Temple of Zubix once again um, about 10 years ago from a garage in Northampton. Most people see it as nothing more than a collection of oddballs these days, yet they are very powerful and well-schooled in mind manipulation techniques. They promise enlightenment, but it comes at a great cost. Look, I have to go. I'm delivering the closing lecture, but I shall contact you again in a few days. OK, bye. There was little more I could do. Sunday passed uneventfully, once I'd disposed of the sock and its nefarious contents. Then, on the Monday, I received another letter from Diana. This was much shorter. It said that she hadn't been able to meet me as planned, as she was being followed by members of the cult. Diana went on to explain that she had now managed to shake them off after dressing as a man in clothes bought from a charity shop. She had also cut her hair short and begun wearing a blonde wig and moustache. Diana had checked into a B&B under the name of Derek Boggs and was ready to meet with me. Just as before, she selected a location for our rendezvous. If I agreed, I was to run the same lawnmower advert in the classifieds. I decided to accept. The advert was published and Friday was the set day. The letter was signed, Derek. The intimidation I received from members of the Zubix cult continued. 
The abusive phone calls stopped, and instead, they began to bombard me with noise. Several times a day, my phone would ring with this on the other end. By the time Friday came round, I was washed out. All week I felt like I was being followed and watched. In the end, I isolated myself, didn't leave the house and pulled the telephone from its socket. If Dr Goodwin had gotten back in touch, I wouldn't have known. I just wondered how bad things might have been for Diana or Derek. What you will hear next are the recordings I made when I went to meet her. Well, I've just arrived at the spot where I've agreed to meet Diana. It's pretty murky. You can hear how bad it's raining. It's a very remote place. It's like a it's like a lay-by really. There's just farmland around, so if she appears, I should be able to see her coming. We'll see. Oh, it's pretty ghastly here. Ah. There's two figures. Both look like they have blonde hair, they've got dark coats on. One, one of them could possibly be Diana if she's dressed as Derek. Um, oh, oh my God. What? Oh, one of them's got a shotgun. Fucking hell, he's got a gun. He's pointing a gun at me. Oh. Oh. Uh. This. There's two men, one of them had a shotgun. I just turned and I ran. I'm not being followed. Just keep going, just keep going. It seems as if Diana had been encouraged to return to the cult. Some things are hard to let go of, especially something powerful which can help to make sense of all the madness that is around us. I have certainly been shown the power that the Temple of Zubix has. I'm glad not to be a target anymore. I did hear from Diana again. A few days later, she called me to explain and to assure me that I shall not be pursued any further by members of the group, just as long as I don't go after them. You can hear exactly what she said by going to the Occultaria of Albion fan page at patreon.com forward slash Occultaria. You don't need to be a fan club member to listen to it, but if you would like to sign up and support what the OA does, then I would appreciate it. Mind control, Mind control or whatever, whatever, whatever. I won't be chasing after the Zubix cult, but I'm not going to hide away from them either. If someone you know has gotten into poetry and from there perhaps become involved with the Temple of Zubix or some other cult, then I'd love to hear from you. The human mind is a powerful thing, and yet it is nonetheless susceptible to all sorts of crazy notions. You're through to the offices of the Occultaria of Albion. We take the normal out of paranormal. Oh, no, that still needs work, doesn't it? Um, just leave your message after the beep and we'll get back to you as soon as we can. Yes, hello. Uh, my name's Tony. Uh, I'm calling about the mower you've got uh, advertised uh, in the Gazette. Like. 
Uh, I'm, I'm looking for a little side project, you see, and I reckon it's just a thing. Uh, I'm a cash buyer. I could pop round, no bother, uh, with the trailer. Uh, anyway, listen, call me if you uh, if you can on 0723652. Uh, yeah, much appreciated then. Yeah, cheerio. It's Tony, by the way. Escape from the Zubix Cult features the assistance of Tom Wickstead, James King, Christopher Daniels, and Melody Clark.